Well, hey, everybody, it is good to be together, good to have this opportunity to dig into God's Word, good to welcome those who are checking this out in other places on our Moon Campus and, and in our classic venue or straight online, wherever you're consuming this. It's great to have you with us. If you've been with us over the course of the last months or however long, if you've been with us at all, you probably know that we just finished up 452 weeks in Romans. And uh, we had a great time making our way along through that. Okay, it wasn't quite that long, but uh, it was a, a fairly lengthy series. And uh, I just appreciate your feedback on that so much. You've been so encouraging. And uh, I've gotten a lot out of that. And I uh, just appreciate you. And you, you're sharing a lot about those journals that you love to have. And, and so as we came into a new series starting today, it was like, well, we, we can't just leave you without anything to take notes on. And so uh, that's what we did. We prepared for you another journal that is working for the series that we're just kicking off now. And I think all of you have this in your hands or in your possession when you came in. If you're in some other room or listening somewhere else and you don't have one in the back of the room, you should be able to find one there. If you happen to be here and you don't have one, then uh, you can find one of these out in the back. You can see the series that we're getting started with. But here's the thing. This isn't just a series for, or this isn't just a, a notebook, a journal for this Fresh Start series. This is actually a notebook for you for the next three series we're going to do. We're going to be doing three series right in a row, and uh, each of those are five weeks long, and uh, we're going to be making our way along. That'll take us all the way through Christmas, and this is going to serve that purpose for you. When we get to the next series, We'll give you a sticker to put on your book that has the next series uh, logo and all of that on it as well. So you can just kind of keep up and, and uh, you can use this to make your way along. So bring your pen, bring your journal week by week and you can follow along as we go. There's always going to be an outline inside of the Pathway Notes and you can use that and transfer that in and uh, hopefully this will be useful to you as a tool to make your way along and get down some extra notes as we make our way along. There's a lot to take down today as we dig into the series that we are just getting kicked off in. You'll see that as we make our way along. You know, several years ago, I bought a new lawnmower, and it wasn't exactly the top of the line, but it was, it was decent, and it, it had a lot of the features that I was looking for, and so I bought it, and I really enjoyed using that lawnmower, and, but eventually, it, what happened to it is what happens to all lawnmowers. It's like they start to go bad, right? And things start to fail on them, and that certainly happened with this lawnmower. The first thing to go was actually the gas cap, it started leaking, and so if I would mow on the side of a hill or something, it would start to leak out where the gas cap was supposed to be holding it all in and uh, creating, you know, a dangerous situation. It lit on fire a few times and burned my legs. But other than that, you know, I didn't do that. But uh, so I tried to rig some things up. I couldn't get a new gas cap, and I couldn't get a new seal, and so I worked something up with some stuff that I had, and it stopped for a while, but then it started failing again. The next thing to go bad was the little, the little flap on the back of the mower. You know what I'm talking about? So if you're mowing, you're pushing along, that if you run over something, it doesn't come and impale your legs. Well, that went next, and uh, so I had to kind of jump whenever I ran over a stick or something so I didn't get taken out. The next thing to go was the cable that ran to the, it was self-propelled, so the, the cable that ran to that snapped, 
But I figured out if I'd use some duct tape and a zip tie, I could actually rig it up so that I could keep using that. And that usually lasted about a month and it would fall apart and I'd have to do it again. And then there started to be clumps of grass that it wouldn't just mow and disperse. They were left kind of there under the mower as I made a way along. Then the wheels started to wobble and it's like, okay, it's time to get a new mower. And so I went to the store and I, you know, researched it and I went and I got a new mower. And from the moment I started using it, I fired it up. It fired up right away, which the old one didn't always do. And it was like, why did I wait so long to get a new mower? I put up with it for so long, all of the aggravation, all of the things that weren't working very well for so long. It's like, why, why did I wait? Why didn't I do something about that sooner? And that ties into what we're going to be talking about as we get into this series. Today we are starting this brand new sermon series that we are calling Fresh Start. Fresh start is what we're talking about. All of us have circumstances in our lives that are kind of like my mower. And it might have to do with your family. It might have to do with your faith. It might have to do with uh, your prayer life. It might have to do with the way that you use your time. We've got circumstances that come up that are challenging to us. Times when we think, you know what, this isn't working out all that well. It's not working quite the way that I wish that it was. And what I need here is a fresh start. You ever gotten to that place? Sometimes we get into those circumstances and we're making our way along and it's kind of like I was doing with the mower. We just kind of put up with it and put up with it and it goes further and further down the road and we're dealing with it and we, we don't fix it. And it might actually be that you're in some sort of circumstance where you're not quite sure how you should fix it or how you would go about fixing it. But that's what we're going to be talking about today in these different realms of life where we find ourselves in a circumstance that isn't ideal. It's not just where we would be. Instead, of just grinning and bearing that, instead of just enduring that, we're going to be talking about finding a fresh start. And the place that we are starting in all of this, the first of those areas we're going to be talking about are relationships. Relationships is the first uh, topic here in our series. There are lots of different relationships that we're in. We're in relationships with friends and with neighbors. We're in relationships with our boss and with our coworkers, with our parents and with our kids and maybe with a boyfriend or with a girlfriend or if you're married with your spouse. We have all of these different relationships and I'm wondering, just answer to yourself, have you ever been in any of those relationships and circumstances where they've been challenging, where they've been difficult, where there have been problems? I don't need you to shake your head or anything, raise your hand, because I know your answer. The answer is, of course, there have been challenges. In fact, I would suggest or I would guess that most of you are dealing with some circumstance in that realm even now. And it's like, what am I supposed to do with this? And how am I supposed to navigate my way forward? Or am I just going to be stuck in the situation where I find myself? Is there a way to find a fresh start in these circumstances? And that's, of course, what this whole series is about and a spoiler alert, there is. There are ways that we can find a fresh start in the relationships that we're in, regardless of what category those might be in. But before we talk about exactly what are some of the things that we can bring to bear to turn those corners, where I want to start actually is talking about the realities, just so we understand the circumstance that all of us actually find ourselves in, or that we do in America. Because here's the reality. In America, 69% of people feel trapped in the relational circumstances that they're in. 
of people. That means that there are only three in ten people who are actually living satisfied and who are actually living content in the nature of the relationships that they have with other people. And that's a problem. And the sad thing is that a lot of people believe that they don't actually have any ability to do anything about that. There's a relationship expert. Her name is Dr. Medcalf, and she refers to this as relationship gridlock. Relationship gridlock. It's where you believe in this relationship I'm in with this other person, spouses or work or wherever it might happen to be, gridlock is where you believe that in order for this relationship to go anywhere or to get better, that what has to happen is that person on the other side of the table is going to have to make some significant changes. And at the same time, the person on the other side of the table is thinking, if this relationship is going to get better or going to go anywhere at all, the person on the other side of the table is going to have to make some significant changes. And so both are taking a look and both are laying the blame at the foot of the other person. And as a result, we end up in relationship gridlock is what happens. And the majority of people feel stuck right there. Now, it's possible that you would have this experience in one relationship and not another. It's important that we would understand this because you might be sitting there and oftentimes we come to this topic and we think, you know, I'm pretty satisfied with the relationships in my life. I look around me, my family, man, I love my wife and my kids are great and everything seems to be going along pretty smoothly and most of the realms of my, that's exactly what's happening. And it's like, well, I don't, I'm not even sure that I need this. But the fact is that even though it might be going very well in one realm, it's quite possible that it's going pretty poorly in another one. Maybe it's great at home, but it's awful at work. And we can exist in that sort of a context. It's not that if we have bad relationships, all of the relationships are bad. But it's important that we would recognize that so that we might understand the circumstance that we are in because what happens is even if one area is great and another one's bad, these areas tend to bleed together. And so where there is a problem, where there is a breakdown, where you're feeling stuck, where things are going horribly at work, you don't want that to be something that bleeds into and affecting all of your relationships in the house and with your family and with your spouse. But that happens all the time, doesn't it? You know that. You know that when there is some circumstance going on, you can't just compartmentalize that. It seeps in, and sometimes it can actually seep in so much that it works to destroy the nature of a different relationship along the way. Now, what are the signs or some of the signs that we might be in a situation where we need some relational fresh starts, all right? What are the, some of the areas, some of the things you might point to? Well, one of the signals is if you find yourself thinking a lot about the way that life used to be, kind of fantasizing about, oh, what if only I could rewind the clock and I could get back to this circumstance? Or if I could fast forward the clock and I could get past this and I, and I think about always fantasizing about this thing that could be down the road. That is one of the things that triggers this for us to help us to understand. Maybe thinking about a work situation that was when it was less stressful to go into work or when spending time with your daughter was less about her eye rolls and more about the love that you might celebrate back and forth with one another. That's one of the, one of the realms. Another signal is that you might think my life would be so much better if I had a different blank. And you fill that in. Spouse, different kids, different boss, 
different pastor. I mean, whatever it is for you that you would raise up high. When you find yourself saying, oh, if only this were different, that's a signal to us. Another would be, another signal is that if you ever have the urgency to just get up and leave, it's like my fantasy would be that if I could just be gone from this situation, that if I never had to deal with that person again, if I could just be up and off and on into some other new situation. If you're thinking those sorts of, those are signals that there are probably some things, some areas where you feel a bit stuck. And for many people, that is the way that they solve it, is they get up and they just bolt. They just leave. They just go. And if you're in any of those sorts of situations, relationship gridlock is probably something that you have been experiencing. So you quit your job, or you move out of the house the moment that you turn 18, or you ghost your boyfriend or your girlfriend because you just want to be done with it. Jesus told a story about a guy about a guy who felt stuck in the life and the relationships that he had, and he wanted to get out. So he went to his father, and he asked, or could say that he demanded this here. He said, give me my share of the estate. It was the only way forward that this guy could see. The only thing that made sense for him was that he would get up and get out of the situation that he, would be, that he was in, that he'd leave any, everything that he had behind, especially the people behind, and he would go off into this fresh start, this better future for him. He was a part of this 69% who feel trapped. And whether it's one or more areas, there may be the circumstances that you're dealing with yourself today. We all find ourselves in relationships where this is the case at points and times. So those are some of the realities. But how do you get there? I mean, how do we get ourselves there? How do we get into a position where we're stuck, where we wonder, how do I get myself out of this? Or where we have these fantasies about just being done with this person and, and moving on to something else. Well, that's what we want to talk about next. Let's talk about some of the threats. Some of the threats to relationships. Where do those come from? Well, one threat to relationships of any sort is that we have faulty expectations. Faulty expectations. If you saw your mom serve your dad breakfast in bed, Every Saturday while you were growing up, you may very well have the expectation that your wife will do that for you every Saturday morning. In my house, that would be a faulty expectation. That, that is not going to happen in my house, I assure you. We are all shaped by our backgrounds and experiences and our preferences, and those lead us to a place where we act according to those certain expectations. Well, the other person in any relationship that you have also comes with background and expectations and experiences, and they bring theirs to the table as well. So inevitably, there's going to be some sort of clash that is going to happen between you and that other person. And a lot of times what happens is we have that clash and we're not quite sure what to do with it, and so we just sort of exist exist in it, and pretty soon it just kind of snowballs downward, and we get ourselves to the place where we feel stuck, because we don't know how to do anything with that, and so we end up as a part of this 69% of people who are there. So what do you do from there? A lot of people don't have any skills or abilities or knowledge about how you move forward with that, so either they just stay stuck, or maybe they bail. They just choose to get out of it. Those are two very common responses. Now, there are other ways, and we're going to get to those in just a moment. But first, another threat to relationships is that we face hurtful actions. 
We face hurtful actions. This is a two-way street. On the one side of the street, you are the one who is carrying out the hurtful actions towards somebody else. If you tell lies or gossip or malign the character of somebody else, that relationship is no doubt going to be broken. It's going to be broken. That's what happens, all right? So, on the other hand, if that's, that's the one side of things. That's the one side of the street. On the other side of the street, you can be on the receiving end of those hurtful actions. If you're 16 and two of your friends take you out in their car and they put some handcuffs on you that they got at the local pawn shop and they drop you off at a corner that is miles and miles from your house and they run off or they drive off with the keys and they just leave you there to navigate your way back home trying to explain to people along the way why you're in handcuffs and uh, that you're not some ex- escaped uh, criminal from prison and somehow find your way home, you're going to have a broken relationship. (laughs) Not that that's ever happened to me, but just hypothetically speaking, that could happen. Of course, we can be hurt in other ways, more significant ways as well. A friend betrays you, a co-worker lies about you and and makes you look bad before before your boss or a classmate might uh, break a promise to you or, or your best friend might start dating your ex. I mean, it can be any of a number of things. Relationships break down. In fact, there was this guy, his name's John Quinn, and in 2016, he founded, what you saw here, he founded the Museum of Broken Relationships in Los Angeles. There was a place where, you know, people's relationships sometimes break up, romantic relationships break up, and uh, there are some mementos that are in that relationship or some things that are left over that you don't want anymore, but uh, instead of throwing them out, some people would donate them to this museum. And then they would usually put a tagline or something with it that would explain that particular item. And so one woman, she dropped off this cell phone. And here was, this was uh, what the explanation was. It said, when we broke up, he gave me his cell phone so I couldn't call him anymore. That's pretty cold. It's pretty cruel. She should be happy to be done with him because look at the phone he was using. I mean, come on, right? All right, the Museum of Broken Relationships. And that was cold, but so is cold as going to your father and saying, I'd really rather have your money than have a relationship together with you. And that's what happens here in this story. So whenever we go into a relationship with faulty expectations or hurtful actions, those relationships are going to suffer. They have all the makings for getting stuck, and it happens again and again and again. And most of those relationships never get over that hurdle. And maybe you've been there, and maybe you are there right now. So what are you supposed to do in the midst of that? Well, a lot of people have a lot of advice. And ironically speaking, actually, there are these popular choices. One is that you just stay stuck. Another one is that you bail. The ironic thing is that both of those have been suggested as ways to find a fresh start. It's hard to kind of Imagine that, but they are bo- have both been put out there as a way to find a fresh start because sometimes you're in one of those relationships where you are stuck, but it's like, this is, this is not going well, 
but I need to stay in this relationship, so I'm just going to, I'm just going to get over it. I'm just going to get a fresh start. I'm just going to try something new, and I'm just going to find a new way forward. And we think that that's going to accomplish it. We don't have any strategy that we apply to actually do better. We just hope things get better. Is that, a, is that a significant solution to a significant answer to fix the problem? Absolutely not, because we've done nothing that's actually going to change anything. The other side is to pick up and to bail and to run off, and in one sense, that is a fresh start because you're in a new situation. But the fact of the matter is, as much as it might feel like that has been a clean break and you're off in a new circumstances, there's always something in that that is going to tether you back to that relationship. Something that's always going to tether you back to that situation. So even though you think that you have moved on, circumstances are going to be such at some point in the future where something's going to happen, maybe in that new relationship, maybe in some other relationship, in a completely different context, where something's going to happen where it's going to trigger some of that baggage that was left over from before in that old relationship. And that old relationship that you never solved is probably going to influence and maybe destroy the new relationship because we've never actually gotten to a fresh start. Bailing is a new start, but it's definitely not a fresh start. For those who are stuck in a relationship, there's often this decision to, to make one of these choices, and it never works out. The man in Jesus' story secured his portion of his father's estate, and Jesus continues saying this, not long after that, the younger son got together all that he had and set off for a distant country. He bailed. There's no doubt that this son saw this as the fresh start that he was looking for, but spoiler alert, it doesn't work out very well for him. Not at all. So then, how do you experience a fresh start in relationships that are stuck? How do you avoid getting yourself in that 69% and sort of staying there? Well, let's talk next then about the way forward. How do we do that? How do we move ourselves into something that is better? The way forward has some important facets that we're going to take a look at here. The first of those is, is this, that you need to admit your role. Admit your role. Whenever we're in a circumstance where there is tension or a complete breakdown in a relationship, our natural instinct is to create a narrative of the way that things went down. And we tell ourselves this story, and a lot of times we tell ourselves a very protective story, which has essentially that, well, maybe I did something that wasn't perfect, but I certainly wasn't as bad as that person was, the other person in the relationship. The fault is really theirs. Very rarely do you ever hear somebody say, you know what, I had a relationship breakdown, and I was completely at fault. It doesn't happen. People don't say that because we're wanting to be self-protective. We're wanting to tell a story that makes us look better. And oftentimes we tell that story to people and they feel so bad for us. And we start to embrace the story as maybe even being truth. And we just keep propagating it over and over. Now, I'm not completely sure how you assign percentages of blame in stuck relationships, but we need to be willing to ask what role is there that I have played in the breakdown of this relationship? Even if it is infinitesimal, if it's very small compared to what the other person's responsibility is in the way that you see it, even if it's very, very small, it's absolutely essential that we would own up to the peace that is ours. That's essential for a few reasons, a couple of which are, one, that 
It's not until we actually own up to it and suggest that we do have a role in this that we would ever take on the idea that there is something to be fixed, that there is something to be improved. And the other is when we go to that place where we finally admit our role, it softens our spirit. It softens our spirit and it assists us to see things more clearly. If you won't admit your role, what you're going to do is you're just going to take those attitudes and those behaviors and those flaws, and you're going to take them into the next relationship, and you're just going to propagate them right there, and pretty soon things are going to start to go bad in that relationship, and you're going to kind of wonder to yourself, what are the odds that I would have two relationships back to back where both of them featured the same dysfunction? And it's like the odds are 100% because you're the common denominator, You're the one who brought that into this new relationship yourself. So there's no surprise at all that that is what has happened. But if you admit your role, it brings you to the place where you can actually bring it out into the open, where you can work on it, where you can trim away the things that aren't helpful, where you can honestly say to yourself, what is it that I brought to this relationship that caused it to go the direction that it did so that we can honestly evaluate and get rid of it so that we don't keep propagating that in the next relationship or the next one. Or the best way to see fresh starts in relationships isn't even to have one end and now I can start into this new one and I'm not going to bring that baggage, but rather that the fresh start would happen in that relationship so that it might be restored. That's always the best way to apply a fresh start, not just to get out of something so that we might try something brand new. Man, in Jesus' story, he gets stuck in his relationship with his father and he goes off with his inheritance But it doesn't turn out to be the fresh start he was hoping for. In fact, things go very, very poorly for him, about as bad as you can imagine. But until he bottomed out in his new location, he wasn't willing to admit his role, and it kept him from experiencing the fresh start that he was looking for all the way along. But something's about to change. Jesus says this. He says, when he came to his senses. In other words, when he admitted that there were issues that he brought to the table, when he admitted that some of the problem back home that he left were his own, he came to his senses. Next verse says, I will set out. He's made this commitment to go back to dad. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. He's admitting his role in that broken relationship and it is serving to open him up to a new possibility that wasn't there until he did. One key step to moving forward is to admit your role. A second is to accept the basics. So what are the basics? Well, one of those is that relationships struggle. Every relationship, whether it is romantic relationship or in the family or in the workplace, is bringing together two imperfect people, each of whom have their own preferences and their own opinions and their own desires, and putting them together in a room, in a relationship with one another. And again, there's going to be conflict. It's naturally going to happen. You can't avoid that. Now, it can be overcome, but until we acknowledge it and recognize it for what it is, we might be just angry at the other person because they just don't get me, when the truth is that you don't get them either. And that's what's causing the breakdown to begin with. doesn't mean you can't figure it out, but there's no shame in admitting that there's a struggle. I know of one woman, she had been married Uh, just over two years, and she came home to her parents just sobbing, just weeping. 
And her mother said, what's wrong? And she said, we just had our first fight. And with that, dad piped up and he said, oh, thank goodness. For a minute, we thought there was something wrong with you two, that you weren't fighting, that there weren't any issues, that there hadn't been any struggles that you were willing to acknowledge. Truth is that every relationship will have times of tension, but tension can be resolved. The problem comes when we refuse to admit that there's any issues because it means that we aren't willing to put out there a basis from which to grow and to develop and to see relationships mended. Another basic tied to this uh, experience is that time is your friend. How many times have you seen somebody break off a relationship or maybe a marriage end and the next time you turn around they're already in another relationship? Have you seen that? I'm sure that you've seen that. It happens all the time. The problem, though, is that growth takes time, and if you don't take that time, you're not healing from the circumstance that you were in before. And so, again, you're just propagating the situation as it was. You haven't learned. You haven't grown. Sometimes we think, well, time is running out, and here's an opportunity. Here's a person that seems to like me, and so if I don't jump at this, there might not be another person that comes along, and so we do jump at it, and before we know it, we're having struggles and problems and issues together with that person person, and uh, we're wondering, what in the world happened? Well, you happened. There's no, there's no problem with taking time. God is sovereign. God has your relationships in store. He can lead, and He can guide, and you can rest in those things, but when we insist on pushing our own way forward, we can get ourselves in a situation where we're just propagating the problem and the issue What's happening is that you're trying to put on something new without clearing away that which was underneath it. You're just trying to layer something on top of the issues and the problems. I had that very sort of thing happen to me when I was uh, doing some painting. There was this thing outside. It was this metal pole that was outside, and it needed to be painted. But I was in a big hurry, so I didn't take the time to prep it. I didn't scrub all of the, all of the rust off of it. I didn't uh, prime it. I just painted it, and it looked great. For about six months and then things started to go bad and the and the rust wore through and the paint started to chip and it looked worse at the end than it did before I ever started and that's just how relationships work as well if we don't prep them for success they're ultimately going to struggle and we're going to end up in that place where it seems like we're at this dead end where we don't know what to do with it because we haven't taken the time. And we wonder why are the problems just continuing to come back? Why do I find all of these deadbeat people to be in relationship with when we could fix and solve those issues if only we would take the time? Time is our friend. So there's no need to push into the next thing when you just come off of something that has been challenging. Healthy way forward to a fresh start requires that you would admit your role, accept the basics, and lastly, adopt a new course. The new course is your fresh start. So let me just highlight some essentials. Let me just draw these out of this, uh, out of, uh, you know, what might be able to assist us as we make our way along. One key to a fresh start is to get rid of sin. Some fresh start, keys to a fresh start, get rid of sin sin. One of the reasons that relationships break down is because we're living outside of the will of God. We're doing things that God simply has not set us up to do, and He's the one who, is, who enables us to live positively in relationships. So if we're choosing to keep God in an arm's length and do our own thing and go our own way, it should be no big surprise. 
It could be that you wrestle with pride or anger or, or greed, and those are all going to stay in the way of a healthy relationship with your boss or with your kids, or you may be bringing selfishness and impatience and pornography into your marriage, and that's going to destroy what's going on in that relationship as well. For there to be a fresh start, we need to stop hiding the sin. We need to stop propagating the sin. We need to stop allowing that to be present. And maybe it's a sin that is directly um, related to that person, but whether it is or it isn't, the fact that that sin is present is something just unrepentantly present in your life. It's going to impact that relationship. You can expect it. Proverbs says this. It says, whoever conceals their sin does not prosper. That's pretty straightforward. Certainly true in relationships. Another key to adopting a new course for a fresh start is to humble yourself. To humble yourself. We've already pointed out that self-interest and pride cause relationships to fail, and the perfect antidote to all of that is humility. Humility. Where that is present, you find people who stop insisting that their way has to be the way that things move forward. You find that people are starting to move forward in this context of making a sacrifice towards somebody else because they're considering their needs above your own. And that enables you to thrive in relationship because you're looking beyond yourself for a benefit for someone that is not just you. And that always is something that is a blessing that helps to provide a fresh start. Here's what the Scriptures say in this regard. In Philippians, this is the person that we were just talking about. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves. Another key to a fresh start is to confront when necessary, to confront when necessary. A fresh start is going to have the best chance of success if we have as little baggage as possible that we're bringing with us, that we're dragging in to the new relationship, or as little baggage as possible when we are working to reestablish a tie that perhaps has been broken in a relationship as well. And sometimes there are issues with that person with whom we're trying to improve the relationship that need to be identified. And we get uncomfortable doing that And I understand that because it's not easy to confront, but if we refuse to do that, we're saying that we're just willing to allow the relationship to continue to struggle and to continue to go down that negative path that it's going down that has you feeling stuck there in the first place. Or else you will eventually just bail because of all of the nagging issues that haven't found any sort of resolution. And Jesus says that there's potential for great progress in this when he says this, If your brother or sister sins, go and point out their fault just between the two of you. If they listen to you, you have won them over. Now, just a quick word here as well. Any confrontation that you do towards somebody else needs to be done in a spirit of humility. It needs to be with you going to them with the desire that there would be help that is brought to this relationship, not so that you might get it off your chest, not so that you might go and say, well, at church the other day, Pastor Jeff said that I'm supposed to confront whenever it's necessary, so here you go, right? We've had that spirit, we've had that heart, we've had that done to us, and we know how that works, or more so how it doesn't, maintaining this sort of spirit of superiority over the other person. Pride has never been an element of a successful fresh start. Keep that in mind. One more key to a fresh start is to practice forgiveness. 
to practice forgiveness. Sometimes in relationships, if something transpires that puts a person in the debt of someone else, maybe because they did something that was harmful to you, maybe even literally physically it was harmful to you or there was some issue or some problem, we sort of have this thing. We know that we hold that over them and they feel really bad about it. And sometimes in our evil, sinful nature, we like to maintain that. We like to continue to hold that over them because it kind of feels like we have an upper hand. What we need to do if we want to have a fresh start is we need to practice forgiveness, which means that we're willing to let the other person off the hook for the circumstance that they brought into the relationship that has made it difficult and challenging in the first place. It means we need to be, let, be willing to, to create an even playing field, not continuing to hold something over them, but totally releasing them from that because until you see them in that way, you're not going to be willing to get to the place where you're willing to have this give and take and the back and forth and the sacrificial relationship and the humility toward them until you actually start to see them in that way. It's going to be absolutely essential for there to be a fresh start that is going to get traction and move forward. When Paul was talking about building or rebuilding healthy relationships, he said this, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. What about this guy back in Jesus' story? He comes to his senses and he decides to go back to the Father in a spirit of humility. And he does so. That's what he does. And Jesus says this, But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him, and kissed him. What's the father doing? The father is practicing forgiveness. That last key in our steps of, of what it means or what is necessary to make a fresh start. He's practicing forgiveness and it opens a door to a real fresh start to happen between this father and son. The father could have easily held this over him. Do you know what that cost me? Do you know what an embarrassment that's been for me in the community to have you pick up and go and take all of the money with you and now you've wasted all of that money? Do you know how difficult that is for me to process? You've really been hurtful to me and I want you to feel the pain that I've been feeling, you know? It can go there. That's not what the Father does. He practices forgiveness and it's the thing that was absolutely essential for this relationship to ever be restored and for there to be this fresh start that existed going forward between them. It's a beautiful thing, and you can experience that same sort of beauty in the relationships that you're in today. Think about those relationships. What are they? Think about some relationship with your, where you're stuck. I know it might be very difficult to imagine that there could be a move forward that would help you to get onto a brand new plane in that particular relationship because we have ones and they, they tend to just spiral downward and downward. Why? Because we're not practicing any of these principles because they're not treating us this way and so we're not that intent on practicing them going back and so we end up just living in tension over and over and over. Might be with a, with a boss or with an estranged child. Maybe with your marriage that's failing. Are you willing to take some of these principles and take and apply them? Because until you're willing to do so, you're relegating yourself to being stuck. To being in the 69% of people who don't see a way out. 
That's a really important question that we would answer positively going forward because here's the thing, sometimes it's almost easier to live in the dysfunction of what we already know than to do the work to overcome it. Can I say that to you again? Sometimes it's easier to live in the dysfunction of what we already know than to do the work to overcome it because it's what we know. And sometimes that just feels more comfortable because we're already in it. And even though we don't like it, even though we complain a lot about it, in our minds somehow it seems easier than unearthing all of that and working for a fresh start. This is why people end up staying in abusive relationships. Because it's easier oftentimes to just stay with what you know, as horrible as it might be, than actually turning a corner and going a direction that can be transformational and bring the fresh start. Remember my mower? The new mower that enjoyed so much because it was so different than what the old one was? Well, that's not completely true. In fact, it's, it's an outright lie that I told you to be really truthful about it. I still haven't replaced that mower. Everything that I told you about the mower is exactly true and more so, but I've been putting off replacing it. Why? Because I didn't want to have to do all the research and I don't want to pay the money and having to go to the store and buying this new mower and so I've just been putting up. It would be so nice to have all of those things fixed but I've chosen not to do it. Could be much better, but I'm just settling. I'm just settling for what it is. And that's what we do in our relationships. We settle for dysfunctional relationships that aren't all of what they could be because we think, well, maybe if I speak up to the boss, it's just gonna get worse. Or maybe if I bring this up at home that, you know what, I think things aren't going quite as well as they ought to be going. Maybe I'm going to get some more anger or ire that's coming back at me. And so we just last in them. We just coexist in them. And things spiral worse and worse and worse until they get to the place where we don't see any way out of this other than to bail and to leave. And so many relationships have ended up there and you may be in some relationship right now that is showing you already the early signs that that's where it's headed and you see that that's what is about to happen or the handwriting seems to be on the wall and it is if we're not willing to turn things backwards if we're not willing to go and to apply the things that can actually give us and lead us toward a fresh start I don't want that for you so I want you to think about the relationships that you have in your life in fact I want you to just pick one, that you might find somewhere where you see some of this dysfunction happening, wherever that might happen to be, in your family, in your work, in your neighborhood, with a friend, used to be a closer friend, not so much anymore, wherever it is. And I want you to ask yourself, what is something that I could do? What is maybe one of these things that I need to apply in my own life first, or certainly to demonstrate toward them, humbling yourself toward them, Maybe there's some confrontation that needs to be happening, praying for forgiveness, practicing forgiveness toward them. What is just one relationship? Maybe you have several where you can take and apply this, but I want to be sure that we don't just sort of leave this here, but that we pick it up and we take it with us and we put it into practice in the relationships that we are in. What is one where you can take and apply that this week? Speaking to them. 
working in such a way that would transform that relationship. Friends, do not allow yourself to remain stuck in relationships that are not what they are supposed to be. Pick up, move a new direction because that's what God intends for us. The relationship that he desires to have with us is one that is perfect and that it is open. Now, it might be that you possibly are in a spot where you would say, you know what, that relationship isn't everything that it ought to be. I could use a new start, a fresh start there. We're going to be talking about that as the series goes on as well. But for this week, as we go from this place, take and apply these circumstances in that one relationship that you're thinking about and just see where it goes. It might just surprise you. I know you're already thinking there's no way things are going to improve there. And if that's the mindset, you're absolutely right. There's no way that they will improve. But if we'll take this forward, I believe that we very well can and prayerfully will see the foundation, the beginning, the seeds of that fresh start right there. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we all have circumstances where we have relationships that have broken down, that are troubled, that are problematic, where we may feel stuck today in those relationships. We don't need to stay there. Thank you for the examples and the scriptures that we have that encourage us forward in this regard. And Lord, I pray for my friends here that you would be doing a work in our hearts and our minds and in our lives that would not allow us to just continue to propagate circumstances and relationships and issues where it's just going worse and worse and worse or maybe where it's just static in a spot that could be worse but it definitely could be better. Lord, don't let us settle. Help us to take these issues, these, these thoughts, these principles and apply them into these relationships that we might see health, that we might see relationships restored where there's been pain, where there has been problems, so that we might live together, united with one another in the relationships that we have. So Lord, encourage us today. Give us the courage to move forward and to put this into practice so that we might experience in all of our relationships a fresh start, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen.